hey 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 welcome back to chew the bible it's your good friend aaron a aaron uh i have this 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 music in the background is soaking into heavenly soaking into heavenly sounds instrumental worship Got that playing in the background on YouTube. You can find them soaking into heavenly sounds. Instrumental. It's called Welcome Holy Spirit. Instrumental soaking worship. Soaking into healing. All right. Yeah. Looked all that up. I just had to say it so that nobody comes after me. I gave them uh, credit. So drive some traffic to their page. Like, subscribe, listen support them all right uh as as pastor uh jb in my church josh baker says i feel more anointed you know like when uh our worship leader gets up there and plays the keys well chili turned out great I also cooked some brown rice I haven't been meaning to cook for a while. I've been sitting in that cabinet for, yeah, months. It was still good, not expired. So I cooked some of that to add some more depth to uh, our sustenance, hardiness, whatever you want to call it, to the chili. Fill me up. There you go, to fill me up. I also signed up for the Marked Men for Christ conference this weekend. <laughs> this guy at my church, Caesar, Caesar, he's been a great mentor to me. I'm blessed to have some great men in my life. Uh, Pastor Mike, Caesar, and uh, Gideon. Those are probably like the three. And Josh Baker, yeah, four. I'm probably leaving some people out, but those four guys probably have had the biggest impact on me in my walk with, with the Lord in the last, especially year. Anyway, Caesar has been telling me about this conference, this or the yeah, this lock in. You can go check it out, markedmenforchrist.org. I didn't realize there were how big they were of an organization. Caesar's always repping their uh, their swag. He always, in fact, he had his fly jacket on today. Said marked man for Christ. He, yeah, he yeah he wears the swag from head to toe. Eventually, I'm gonna have to uh, get in. Yeah, step my 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 marked man for Christ swag up. Anyway, get some get some gear. But uh, what I was gonna say, he's been telling me about this lock-in i've never been to a lock-in when i was a kid they used to talk about lock-ins at the palace the skating rink but you know i hear about all the things that boys and girls did with each other my parents never allowed us to go to those things i'm glad they did they didn't i'm glad they didn't save me probably from a lot of foolishness but anyway um I'm going to the, yeah, he told me about this lock-in like months ago. And I was like, oh, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Finally today, he's like, today's the last day to sign up, A.A. Hey, hey, Ron. And how could I say no? 
how could I say no? It's it's going to especially after Le- it's a good follow up after going to uh, the send and uh, that Arrowhead. So looking forward to meeting some great guys, men and brothers in Christ, growing deeper in my faith. They don't allow you to even bring cell phones. I have to leave my cell phone in the car. And bring a, my Bible. I'm supposed to bring a a baby picture too. Or there's some other things they gave me in the itinerary in the itinerary that I need to do. So looking forward to that. I feel a little bit bad because my mom is in town from Hawaii this weekend, and I totally forgot before I signed up. But she told me that she's not leaving till Wednesday, so I should be able to hang out with her. the The 44 hour. Um, Lock-in is from uh, check-in at Friday at 5 p.m. And then check-out Sunday at 2 p.m. Yeah, so I believe it's at a hotel. Hotel in Parkville, Missouri. So anyway... What else? What else? What else? Is there anything else? Lord, I just come before you right now. Before we get into Proverbs 14, we honor you. We thank you, Lord, that you are the great I am. You're the prince of peace. Your favor surrounds us. This time in your word is not to be taken lightly or taken in vain. I just pray that this podcast would just raise up a whole generation of young men and women, old men and women who are inspired to start their own podcast or just inspired to just go deeper and deeper into the word and let it marinate to talk through it and chew on it, swallow it, regurgitate it and swallow it some more. Keep and just keep eating it, eating it, eating it, eating the word. Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord, that a revival is happening in this country and around the world. We just look forward to just continuing to see your name proclaimed as the darkness goes and continues to increase. Your light shines brighter and brighter. As the weeds grow, so does the wheat. The harvest, the harvest, the harvest is plenty, Lord. And even though may seem like the workers of you right now you are raising up workers in jesus mighty precious name i pray amen all right we're in proverbs 14 every wise this is the christian standard version proverbs 14 35 verses here we go every wise woman builds her house but a foolish one tears it down with her own hands whoever lives with integrity fears the lord but the one who is devious in his ways despises him the proud speech of a fool brings a rod of discipline but the lips of the wise protect them and god does not like pride where there are no oxen the feeding trough is empty or what else does it say down here? Or clean. But an abundant harvest comes through the strength of an ox. 
An honest witness does not deceive, but a dishonest witness utters lies. A mocker seeks wisdom and doesn't find it, but knowledge comes easily to the perceptive. Stay away from a foolish, per foolish person. You will gain no knowledge from his speech. The sensible person's wisdom is to consider his way, but the stupidity of fools deceives them. Fools mock at making reparation, but there is goodwill among the upright. I was just thinking that today, how black folks, we've been waiting on reparations. We've been waiting on reparations forever. Hundreds of years, right? For what our ancestors had to endure. The slavery that built this country, the wealth that this country has experienced. And a lot of times refuses to acknowledge that without our ancestors, black slaves, shoot, all around the world. That happened down in Brazil, too. <sighs> all the whipping and the killing and the murdering and the antagonizing and the Jim Crow laws. I'm not going to get into it, but our ancestors' blood cries, cries out for reparations. But reparations won't happen through a government legislation. It may, but even then it won't really measure up. Nothing can repay what what was done to our ancestors, right? And I choose not to live in bitterness and anger over it, right? Because it just doesn't help. I'm a Christian before I am a black man in this country. But reparations is going to come through people of all races, just like at the sin they had us they had us pray um I actually had a bunch of white folks pray over me, lay hands on me they had they told the people in the stands to go up to black folks and pray over us, and I was trying to hold it in, but eventually I just started crying I just it almost felt like everything came full circle. Like everything that Martin Luther King dreamed was coming full circle in that moment. And that was just the beginning of reparations taking place. And they also had laid hands on other races, um, on Hispanics and, and um, Asians. And there was one other group. Uh, anyway, I need to go back and watch the video. But yeah, reparations. Reparations is, an, is something that will take place in people's hearts. And they'll begin to love on people from other races. And it goes both ways. It goes both ways. Um, reparations isn't just for the oppressor. Those that come from a race that was oppressive right it also is on my end too there's things that i can do and say to repair reparations all it is is as far as i understand is, is repairing what was broken and only through the power of the holy spirit can we repair what was broken between ethnicities and races and socioeconomic statuses Jesus crosses all of that. He he crosses all of that. 
He crosses every barrier and he heals every wound, every broken heart. Fools mock him making reparation, but there is goodwill among the upright. The heart knows its own bitterness and no outsider shares in its joy. The house of the wicked will be destroyed, but the tent of the upright will flourish. I put a little note that the tent of Aaron will flourish. There is a way that seems right to a person, but its end is the way to death. That's a good memory verse. That's a good memory verse. It's one of the first, another one of those scriptures that I memorized early on. There's a way to a man or a woman that seems right, but in the end, it's death and destruction. Verse 13, even in laughter, a heart may be sad and joy may end in grief. The disloyal one will get what his conduct deserves and a good one what his deeds deserve. The inexperienced one believes anything, but the sensible one watches his steps. The sensible one. Or it says, the prudent understands. A wise person is cautious and turns from evil, but a fool is easily angered and is careless. Or falls. A quick-tempered person acts foolishly, and one who schemes is hated. The inexperienced inherit foolishness, but the sensible are crowned with knowledge. I want to go back to that one that section just about a wise person is cautious and turns from evil, but a fool is easily angered and is careless or false. That's a that's a hard one because for someone like me who tends to have a long fuse, I look past a lot of things and I wouldn't say I'm easily angered, but things do make me angry and I'm learning. I've learned to like like when as they happen to say, Lord, you saw what happened. You see what's going on here. I give this to you. You see the injustice that's happening in this situation. But I trust that you are fighting my battles on my behalf so that as Josh in his sermon today, he was telling a story about his son when he was younger. A few years ago, he um, like Josh carries his Bible and um, other materials and notebooks in a bag and it's somewhat heavy. And uh, a few years ago, his son, uh, shout out to uh, future Pastor Phil, his son um, tried to carry it, but it was too heavy. And um, eventually he said, after walking a few few steps to the church, on the way into the church, he said, Dad, this is, this is too heavy. Can you carry it? And it wasn't his bag to even carry in the first place. And that's the way it is with the Lord. First Peter 5, 7, cast all your cares on me because I care for you and I'll give you rest. Come to me, all you are weary and heavy laden with burdens. Take my yoke upon you. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So anger, things that cause us to anger, things that cause us to be frustrated. God never meant for us to carry those things. He wants to give them to us, us to give them to him. 
He knew they were going to happen before they happened. Everything that happened to the children of Israel, he knew it was going to happen. Every obstacle they faced, he knew. He allowed the obstacles to be there. He knew they were going to be there before they happened. And he wanted to teach them to trust him, to put all of their weight on God. So that's your invitation today. Put all your weight on the Lord. Everything that's made you angry, everything that makes you sad, everything that frustrates you. Chop, stop trying to fight things in your flesh and give them to the Lord. And let him lead you and guide you. A wise person is cautious and turns from evil, but a fool is easily angered and is careless or falls. Verse 17, a quick-tempered person acts foolishly and one who schemes is hated. The inexperienced inherit foolishness, but the sensible are crowned with knowledge. The evil bow before those who are good and the wicked at the gates of the righteous. A person is hated even by his neighbor, but there are many who love the rich. The one who despises his neighbor sins. But whoever shows kindness to the poor will be happy. That's not just poor financially, but poor in spirit as well. There's a lot of people walking around that are poor in spirit, depressed, weary, anxious, fearful, paranoid. Pray that the Lord would give you eyes to see. If you don't have Jesus, you're poor. If you don't have Jesus, you are spiritually bankrupt. Don't those and knowing, yeah, I was going to say before I get into this next verse, and knowing how much you need him, knowing how much you need him, being aware of your poverty without him, and how much, how. There's so, yeah, I had a conversation with one of my Uber riders. He just was talking about how there's so many distractions, so many distractions out here. And he's right. There are a lot of distractions. But my belief and my prayer is that when you turn to him, when you turn to him, when you turn to the Lord, those distractions become less and less appealing they don't excite you as much anymore. Even even just the thought of doing them or listening to them or watching them or whatever it is, whatever has got your attention more than the Lord, they it's, it's almost like um, butter melting away or snow melting away. It's Or um, what's a better analogy? Like you just don't get as excited about them anymore. It's the easiest way to say it. Verse 22, don't, your appetite changes. There you go. Whenever you change your diet, it makes some serious diet changes, right? Things that you used to eat before don't taste as good anymore. Or like you just don't, you just start to think about, okay, if I drink that, this is what it's going to do to my body. If I eat that, do you hear the negative side effects that I'm going to have? from eating that and you remember the negative side effects that you've experienced the bloating the um fill in the blank problem you know the inflammation the rashes the just feeling tired all the time anyway 
Verse 22, don't those who plan evil go astray, but those who plan good find loyalty and faithfulness. Yes, Lord, help us to plan good things so that we may find loyalty and faithfulness. There is profit in hard and all hard work, but endless talk leads only to poverty. Talk is cheap. Yes, Lord, help us to be hard workers in your kingdom, Lord. Open up doors for us to have our finances. Have to have more than enough, Lord, so that we can take all of our money, time, and resources to build your kingdom, Lord. To be focused on kingdom purposes, Lord. Help us to just not be endless talkers which only leads to poverty. The crown of the wise is their wealth, but the foolishness of fools produces foolishness. The foolishness of fools produces foolishness. Verse 25, a truthful witness, a truthful witness rescues lives, but one who utters lies is deceitful. In the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence and his children have a refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, turning people away from the snares of death. A large population is a keen splendor, but a shortage of people is a ruler's devastation. Let me look at the stat. They brought it up. They brought it up at the send. How many children have been aborted in America? According to who, every year in the world, there are an estimated 40 to 50 million abortions. 125,000 abortions per day. There's a number, though, ever since abortion was legalized in the United States. It's millions. We'll just say that. You can go Google. It's been, it's millions. Millions. Millions that are missing from our country right now. And we are seeing. We are seeing the negative effects of it. There's a shortage of people to do. Basic jobs. There's a now hiring sign on every. Everybody's hiring. Everybody. If you got a pulse and a decent record. You can get a job, even if you don't have, a, even if you have some stuff on your record, somebody's going to hire you right now because there's a shortage of people and we're seeing the devastating effects of it in our economy. Verse 29, a patient person shows great understanding, but a quick tempered one promotes foolishness. Yes, Lord, help us to be patient and not quick tempered. A tranquil heart is life to the body, but jealousy is rottenness to the bones. Lord, help us to be tranquil. Have tranquil hearts, Lord. Tranquil, peaceful, serene 
hearts, Lord. To not have spirits of jealousy. I give you every spirit of jealousy. Every time I've been jealous of someone, what they have, the spouse that they have, or the money that they have, the house that they have, the car that they have, the life they just have. I just give that to you. I'll lay that down at your feet right now in Jesus' name. The one who oppresses the poor person insults his maker, but the one who is kind to the needy honors him. Lord, help us to not be oppressors of the poor. Help us to be kind. Kind to everyone we come in contact, Lord. Even if we can't help them, point them to the one who can in you or resources that are available to them. We may or just give whatever's in our hand, Lord. Well, there's a bottle of water, some change, some fruit, whatever it is, gift card, whatever we got, something. We always got something, Lord. A blanket. Help us to just be better stewards so we always have something in our hands to give, to be ready to give, to be on the lookout for people in need, Lord. We can't always meet all the needs, Lord, but you can, Lord, and help us to be vessels, overflowing springs, vessels in Jesus' name. The wicked one is thrown down by his own sin, but the righteous one has a refuge in his death. Yes, God, even when we pass from this body, this earthly suit, into eternity, into our new glorified bodies, Lord. We have a refuge, Lord, in you. We thank you for that. Wisdom resides in the heart of the discerning. She is known even among fools. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a disgrace to any people. A king favors a prudent servant, but his anger falls on a disgraceful one. Lord, help us to understand what it means to be prudent. Let's actually look at that word real quick, prudent. I know people say you're such a prude or conservative. I've heard that before related to like women who don't, who are um, save themselves from marriage. I've never heard that said about a man who saves himself from marriage. It's always a woman. Acting with or showing care and thought for the future. Oh, yeah, I've heard that with money, too. The bank I used to work at, they would say they were very, we say were very prudent lenders. Very prudent lenders. That's what allowed the bank I worked for to be around for 150 years. They, they made wise financial decisions and didn't just lend money to anybody. Acting with a showing care and thought for the future. No prudent money manager would authorize a loan without first knowing its purpose. Yeah, we used to collect all kind of information. You got to meet certain standards and criteria to get approved. Right, I'm going to put prudent lending.
prudence. Acting with or showing care and thought for the future. That's what showing care and thought for the future. I never thought of the definition like that. I always thought of it in terms of just being more, um, just like there's things you just don't do, you know, you, it's, it's another word for wise, making wise choices, wise decisions. So I guess, yeah, it would be cool to actually, uh, it comes from the Latin word provident, foreseeing and attending to. Late Middle English from Old French or from Latin, prudent, contraction of provident, foreseeing, attending to. Provident. Foreseeing. Attending to. So you see 10 steps ahead where that relationship is going to lead you down if you decide to enter into it. You, yeah, before you buy something, you realize the positive and negative effects of it. Um, giving your time, your money, your energy, your talent. You're very careful about where you spend your time and who you spend it with. Lord, I just pray that there'll be a revelation of that word prudent and providence. How you are provident, Lord. Help us to really understand what it means to be prudent, Lord, to make wiser choices with our money, our time, and our talent, Lord. Things that will honor and grow your kingdom in Jesus' name. All right, let's read these Tony Evans notes. Wow, we just hit the 30-minute mark. I apologize. Landing the plane now, I promise. Use your resources wisely. Invest your money in that from which you can expect an abundant harvest. In the book of Judges, Israel was in a dark and disastrous period because every, everyone did whatever seemed right to him. This highlights the problem with worldly human wisdom. It seems right, and without comparison to the divine perspective, it looks pretty good. Human strategies and philosophies about life, in fact, have a bunch of people convinced because they appeal to our own self-centered notions of what's best. But those who won't seek God's opinion regarding the right path will pay a high price in the end. Rely solely on human logic to chart the course of your life and it will lead you on a path to hell. These verses highlight the truth that the wise will ultimately be crowned for their godly deeds. Joseph is a prime biblical example of this principle. His jealous brothers sold him as a slave. He was unjustly accused of adultery and thrown in prison. Yet, through it all, he maintained his integrity and the Lord was with Joseph. In the end, he was elevated to prominence and his wicked brothers bowed before him. Just as he had dreamed they would. God's word forms the standard not only for personal righteousness, but also for national obedience. 
There are principles God has established that will benefit a society if they are followed, even if the leaders themselves don't know God. As Paul later urged Timothy to pray for governmental leaders so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity, so we should pray for leaders to be sensitive to God's way of doing things. Pray that your leaders would be patient, content, not power-hungry, kind to the poor, righteous, wise, and will surround themselves with wise administrators. When biblical principles infiltrate society, their restraining influence is felt as an expression of God's grace that he makes available to all. Thank you for that word. Those clarifying all that, Mr. Tony, Tony, Tony. Man, as I was reading that, I barely focused because I just realized, oh, man, I got to like, ah, I, yeah, I need a, <laughs> it would be nice to have a spouse the longer I've gone single, the more I realize I'm starting to think that I may be. I don't know. We'll see. I'm taking it day to day, week to week, month to month. But I'm kind of giving myself maybe like a five year, three to five year plan of just staying single and just completely just giving my life to the Lord. Enjoying singleness for once, doing all the things that I could have done in my 20s. Maybe go on a missions trip and just, yeah, serve the Lord more. And really, yeah, the main thing is be there for my kids right now. That's the main focus. It was so cool to see. I told my kids that daddy was getting their own place. I was getting my own place in July. And it's funny. I think it was Aiden. I don't know which child it was that messaged me. They never don't always like state which one it is <laughs> uh but they sent me this gif of a teletubby falling down like in relief like they've been praying and waiting for this moment for a long time and and i have two but anyway spouse it would be nice to have one guys i feel like they would kind of help keep me in line i need to uh i need to put stuff in my phone for real I totally, yeah, once again, forgot about, forgot about my mom coming this weekend. She told me, like, bits and pieces, but sometimes I'm just so busy, like, driving. Like, I get distracted. And then I totally forgot that Harvesters is this weekend. And I am also was going to help this guy, my uh, Josh, cut the grass. So I'm sure they'll be understanding. It's not like I haven't signed up for Harvesters yet. I haven't volunteered you know, it's been a minute since I've been there. And I told this lady, like, oh, yeah, I plan on coming back. Because oh, she asked me, what happened to you? Well, you haven't been to Harvesters. I was like, I've been focusing on making money so I can get a place for my kids and start seeing them regularly. In this world, it's so hard to, like, sometimes I realize there's so much stuff going on. And it's like, you constantly got to ask the Lord for help and be led by the spirit on like what to say yes to and what to say no to and realize when you say yes that it's yeah you should do your best to let your yay be yay and your nay be nay so anyway i need to um that being said i need to reach out to josh and let him know that i am not going to be able to help cut the grass because of the lock-in this weekend um Yeah, 
I hate having to go back on my word at all. I hate that. My dad used to always tell me, let your yay be yay and your nay be nay. But Caesar's been telling me about this this lock-in forever, and I'm like, yeah. Anyway, this lock-in is only like a once-a-year thing. The grass will always be there. I'll just make a contribution. I'll just make some type of a contribution to uh, maybe some drinks or something like that, or food for those that are that will help out with the grass. So, anyway, once again, Lord, thank you for this word, Proverbs fourteen. Help us to be wise and not act like fools. To go down the path of righteousness. Not just down the way that seemeth right. The road that leads to destruction. Help us to avoid the road that leads to destruction. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, y'all. I'm going to do a few more recordings because, yeah, when I go to this thing this weekend, I won't be able to do any recordings at all. So, all right, deuces. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5.8 says, But God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody or everybody who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you've never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty, precious name I pray. Amen. Lord Jesus, give me water. I know Jesus gave me water. Jesus gave me water and it was not from the well. Singing Jesus gave me water. I know Jesus gave me water.